here we go. The Downward Facing Spiritual Spiral Podcast. My name is Eddie Cohn, host and creator of the show. Happy Sunday. Well, today's Sunday, but who knows when you're listening. Really thrilled you're here. Pretty quick episode today. A lot going on for me. I guess there's always a lot going on, but uh, I guess hence the reason why the podcasts aren't being released as regularly right now. I'm in the midst of mixing my record. I I don't, I don't think I want to get too into it, but maybe I will. I'm not I'm not quite sure. We'll see how this this goes today. But you know, I think when you self-produce a record, um, you can sort of you can go down these rabbit holes and I have such a specific particular ear when it comes to my music that I, I can be really hard on myself to finally feeling okay to letting a song out there. So uh, I released a song onto Bandcamp about three weeks ago. It was going to hit iTunes and Spotify in about a week, but I actually started feeling like the vocal and a couple other parts were too loud, so I made a quick edit. It's back on Bandcamp, eddiecone.bandcamp.com, and it'll be on Spotify, iTunes, probably early December. I'm in the midst of actually recording a music video also. So just, I think when you're an artist now, it's not just about the music. It's about the promotion and getting music out there, which to me actually relates to today's theme of the show, apathy versus absolute truth, which I'm going to talk about momentarily. But I first, by the way, if you if you enjoy the show, you know the drill. Head over to iTunes, write a review. You have to share it with your friends. Write a review on iTunes. Um, buy my song, eddiecone.bandcamp.com. You can also support the show directly at patreon.com backslash eddiecone. Visit iameddiecone.com. Tons of Eddie Cone. So you can find me on Instagram, Twitter. I have an amazing conversation. I just had one last week with author, professor, somebody I went to high school with, Sarah Willen. I think that's going to go live this Monday or Tuesday. It may actually go live after or before this episode. I'm not quite sure yet, but it's an amazing conversation. And it also was sort of a revelation. It was sort of, it confirmed my belief about the beauty of thoughtful conversation. And I, I just felt after speaking with Sarah, a sense of gratitude, a, a wonderful conversation back and forth. So that goes live in the next few days. But I wanted to start today's show by playing a clip from the Joe Rogan show, where he's speaking with Matthew McConaughey. And something that I've been a bit puzzled by is how did Matthew McConaughey sort of become this almost Buddhist-like figure that we all sort of, it feels like society looks up to him in this sort of know-it-all, Zen master attitude. And I, I don't know how that sort of came to fruition. I know he has a book that just came out, and I ordered it, ordered it and I'm going to read it. And even when he talks, I don't know how old he is. I think he's probably in his 40s or 50s, but he just has this way where he has the answers. <laughs> and it's uh, and he, he sort of speaks in, solilo- in soliloquy and like he's this wise Obi-Wan Kenobi. 
And, and I'm not saying he isn't, but it is sort of interesting how he is sort of fit into that, uh, fit into those shoes. And we as a society have just sort of have, have like accepted him in this way. But I wanted to play this clip of him. And it's barely, barely anything I'm going to play for you. He's talking much at all. But I just want to preface this for a moment. So Matthew McConaughey is on the Joe Rogan podcast, one of the most well-known podcasts of all time. He's supporting his book. Two times already while he's in this conversation with Joe, you hear a loud beeping sound. Now, anybody that has a brain or any sort of awareness knows that this beeping sound, if you own an iPhone, is the alert that your phone receives if you have it on, whether you're receiving a text message or a new email. And I have friends whose notifications are on like this. And it's really annoying. <laughs> it's really distracting. And my phone is on vibrate or the not notifications are off because I do feel like there is a Pavlov's dog element where if you get those dings, you're going to instantly respond and react. So let me play this for you and then I'll be back. And moved on from there. But I've had to do that. I've had to take off on my own many times to go recalibrate. That sounds like a story of a man running and the rocks fall right behind him. Like, you just missed it. Like, to tw also, 23 years old, you weren't a child star, but it was no. damn close. Like, we all know what happens when your personality develops in the spotlight and you're famous. Almost no one gets out alive. I mean, and I understand it. I, I, I wasn't ready to go out to Hollywood before I did. Hollywood's not a place to go find yourself. Hollywood's a place where you can be anything you want. It's right. infinite yeses. Well, then the infinite yeses, as you know, the, the infinite options can make a tyrant of any of us. What is that noise that keeps going off? Is that on your end? That's on my end. What is that? I think it's emails coming in. <laughs> it's a crazy ding. Ding. Sign it. Is that what you get when you get emails? That would annoy I, the fuck out of me. <laughs> what yours do? Nothing? Nothing. I don't. I check them once a day. Oh, see, I don't text. You know, I don't. I like to email more than text because I can press. I can flag an email. I can't flag a text. I wish text would allow me to flag it. Oh, I'm gonna save that to answer it later. And if I would just do text, I may forget you wrote. And then two weeks later, go. I never wrote him back. Right. I do that. Where's my? But at least it doesn't go. <laughs> there's i don't know i maybe could you so let me let me like just dive in on this a little bit can you imagine matthew mcconaughey and the irony here is is that he is actually telling a story where he goes to peru and sort of has this life-changing event and brings him back to reality because he's become famous at a very young age so He's telling the story, and he's on the Joe Rogan show, listened by millions of people, and he doesn't have the wherewithal or awareness to think, I should turn this ding off. And what's even more frightening to me is that it's like he's not even aware of it. 
He's not even aware that this loud dinging sound is going off throughout his day. He's not even aware to think, I should turn this off for an hour, hour and a half, so it doesn't interrupt my conversation with Joe Rogan. That, that right there blew me away. Of all the long conversations that Matthew McConaughey is having over the last month promoting his new book, that little snippet where we hear Matthew McConaughey trying to make light of that little ding, thinking it's no big deal. Oh yeah, I, I like to get emails notifications or I'll, I'll forget about it and I flag them. And he's trying to you know, make some sort of excuse to seem like he has it all together. And Joe Rogan's like, what, what the fuck are you doing? What, what, what are you thinking? Just look at your emails once a day and, and be, be, uh, be done with it. So I, I think we actually got a little slice of Matthew McConaughey's life in that moment. And I, I think, how is he, in what frame of mind... And, and I would think Joe Rogan would be actually a little offended. Anybody would have. I'm annoyed and offended if I'm with somebody out to lunch or dinner and that freaking ding is going off every 10 minutes. And so Matthew McConaughey is on a huge multi-million, uh, listened by millions of people's show. He's on this huge show. And he doesn't even think, you know, maybe I should turn this ding off. And it's not like it happened once and he apologized and then turns it off. That's the third time that it actually happened on the show. Mind-blowing to me. So my last point here. And, you know, I've decided I'm going to play the this new single that I released on this episode. to close. I'll close the show with this single. It's called Freedom. And I, th- I still think I'm going, you know, you can go onto my Instagram page, actually, at Eddie Cohn and watch a video where I talk a little bit more about the song. But something that I've been struggling with over the last four weeks as I'm getting to the end of this process of recording is living in an apathetic world where nobody seems to care. As an artist, that can be really demoralizing. You know, Sarah actually on my show, the professor that that you will listen, either you already listened to or you'll listen to it soon. She was saying, you know, she doesn't allow students in her class to have their phones on. And she was saying that, you know, it's her ego at play um, because she knows that she can't compete with a cell phone or Facebook. And I think that's what's so challenging for me as an artist is we have created a world now where the artists now have to promote themselves. Unless you're, you know, Taylor Swift or um, Kanye or some multi-million artist who can afford to pay a huge marketing team. You know, I go on to Instagram, and these are bands that are pretty well-known, Cold War Kids, Geographer, and they, they have to promote themselves. And that's really not what artists are meant to do. We're meant to create 
And then, you know, the photographers, the marketing people, the PR people promote the artist. So this world of streaming and subscription services where people aren't paying for art or music anymore is creating a world where artists now have to spend 50-60% of their time promoting themselves. And, and I think back to these last few weeks where I'm submitting my music to um, playlist um, creators, um, putting music videos together, and th- all of this stuff is taking hours of my time. And it's taking me away from what I truly am meant to be doing, which is to be singing and writing songs. So for the last three, four weeks, I haven't been writing any songs. I've been thinking about ways to promote myself. And on top of the multitude of hours that it takes just to create and mix and produce and write a record and a song. And so I am busting my ass, wearing multiple hats, trying to figure out a way to get people to hear this first single and the other songs, meeting with filmmakers, producers, remixers, all while we live in a world where nobody really gives a fuck. And that's just really demoralizing as an artist. It's like, I make this music because I feel like it's a part of who I am. But I also create because I want people to listen and hear. And it's not for ego's sake. It's for striving for connection. I think as an artist, we really thrive and find immense joy when other people sing our songs or connect with our lyrics. But I feel like that connection is, has become has, has been uprooted by this multi-distractive world that we live in now, where ultimately nobody cares. And I read this article, this, this sort of sarcastic article, where this artist was lamenting the fact that he had spent two years on a song and his friend gave the song a listen for 15 seconds. And, and that's what's happened right now. I, I, I've spent eight months, probably 150 hours on some of these songs, and it ends up being three and a half minutes and I have to fight like mad to get anybody's attention. And I think that's why Cardi B is singing about her private parts and taking off all of her clothes, because that is pretty much the only way it feels like artists can get anybody's attention now. It's pretty discouraging. And it's probably why I'm holding on to these songs for as long as I can before letting them out there. Because I'm letting them out there into a multi, into a distracted world, an apathetic world, where people just don't care. And so the other thing that I, I've been thinking about as the election came to a close, and I'll leave you with this. And this is what's also so discouraging. So we have this apathetic world where people don't care. And then we have this incredibly judgmental world of absolute truths. And I was thinking right now, there are Republicans out there and conservatives out there and Trump supporters out there who do believe the election 
results were rigged. There are also people out there, and I saw a reporter on CNN who was literally crying, I don't know his name, after Joe Biden won because of the fear that he has been living as an African-American man. And what, and he felt lost because what lessons can he possibly teach his kids if the person running our country is racist and speaks demeaning to other human beings? We also live in a world where if you did vote for Trump, you're considered a racist, you're considered unsympathetic, you're considered uh, misogynistic, xenophobic. And if you have voted for Biden and Kamala Harris, Joe Biden, you are considered sympathetic, uh, kind, sensitive. And I think, you know, we, we have somehow created this world where we live in these absolute truths where we don't really know people. We just assume they're racist or xenophobic if they are voting for Trump. And they're the complete opposite if they voted for Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. And somehow we need to navigate and figure out how to rewire this judgmental, apathetic world we live in where, you know, and and I'm speaking this way because I have friends that voted for Trump and I have friends that voted for Joe Biden. And... I think we have somehow, and people want to blame Donald Trump for this world that we live in of of such division and polarization, and I think it was already there on the one hand, but then when I think about, it's strange, there is this sense of calm that I felt the last couple days with Joe Biden winning. And as much as I don't think Donald Trump is responsible for the division, I was reacquainted with how the president does symbolize the energy of the country. And whether you agree with him or disagree with him, as ironically you hear a siren in the background, as I'm about to say, I did feel a sense of calm the last few days. I, I, I just wonder if Donald Trump won. It feels... In, I get the sense that the anxiety would have increased. I don't know how it got here. I mean, I get the sense that social media created this world of division and polarization. But somehow we live in a world now, and I'll leave you with this, immense apathy where nobody cares about anybody but themselves. And I think COVID-19 has increased that. It's sort of a every man for himself attitude. So we have that going on. And then we have people just judging people because they have voted for somebody or because they wear a mask or they don't wear a mask. Somehow we, and I think the media is responsible for it also. It's it's just like, you know, you wear a mask, you're nice. You don't, you're an asshole. You voted for Trump, you're this. You voted for Joe Biden, you're this. You're white, you're this. You're black, you're that. Um, we have really lost sight of curiosity of listening, being open-minded. Um, and that's that's a scary world to navigate. You know, I guess I guess I'll leave you with this. I, I just don't know what to believe.
You know, it's hard for me to be definitive that Joe Biden, that it's hard for me to believe 100% the, the, what's the, what the media is telling us. Like, it wouldn't surprise me if the media had pulled some strings. That there is a reason why they're creating so much fear in this world. Because I do read other stories from scientists, from healthcare professionals, who think there's some rigging of these numbers when it comes to COVID-19. If it weren't for COVID-19, folks... Donald Trump would still be the president of the United States. That was the ripple effect that not only created this insane world that we live in, but ultimately got Joe Biden to be elected. Because if it weren't for COVID, that wouldn't have happened. Now, I'm not saying that with leaning one way or the other. I'm trying to be as down the middle as possible because I can't stand politics. I actually took a few classes In college, I was going to major in poli-sci, ironically, and within two weeks, I was like, get me the fuck out of here. Because I even got the sense that people couldn't listen. There was no way to have a happy medium. But I think anybody out there that believes that it is definitely this or definitely that is completely naive. Because I think, if anything, right now, we live in a world where you just don't know what to believe. You know, I follow um, conservative journalists, I follow very liberal journalists, and all the liberal writers out there are saying that Trump is crazy, and all of his supporters are crazy, and then, of course, all the conservative writers are saying that it was rigged. And then we also live in this world of apathy, where people don't care, and they don't know how to listen. So I will leave you with that. I am going to play... My first single off my upcoming record, it's called Dystopian Days. Probably be released sometime next year, early in the spring. Um, And again, I think, you know, one more point. I just, I think it's uncomfortable for artists to talk about themselves. That's why I prefer to just let the music do the talking for me. So this song, it's called Freedom. I'm going to get into it, I'm sure later on another episode about the meaning of the song and and what inspired it. But you can actually go to my Instagram page, at Eddie Cohn, and watch a video where I really talk a little bit more about the song. But a few months ago, I just was really inspired by, you know, one thing I'm concerned about is our freedoms. And it it starts with the mask. It starts with stay-at-home orders. And I do wonder, well, what's next? What is the next have-tos that we're going to have to implement into our lives. And, and I don't think the world that we knew in January, or late last year, we are ever going to see that world again. I don't think we are ever going to live in a world, or at least it feels like the media and certain members of our government, they never want to let go of the fact that you are going to have to wear a mask. I will be shocked if we ever hear those words where you don't, a a mask is optional or you don't have to wear a mask. Because sometimes I think this is about control. It's about manipulating groups of people to feel and think a certain way. And it's a scary place to live in. 
And I don't like being around people who aren't listening to me, who aren't open to the possibility that another possible solution or occurrence could have actually happened. Everybody thinks these people are crazy. Everybody thinks those people are crazy and they're unwilling to listen. Meanwhile, the the government seems to be subtly forcing us to live a certain way. And if you don't, then the name calling happens. And it's just a strange world to live in. So that's sort of what this song is about. It's called Freedom. Uh, I just wrote it a few months ago. I'm really proud of it. I'm really proud of where this record's coming from. Or I'm really proud of, of this record and can't wait for it to be finished. I wrote, produced it. Bruce Watson played the guitars and bass. Jake Reed played the drums. I did all the other you know, drum programming and keyboard playing. So I'll leave you with this song, Freedom. You can find it at eddiecone.bandcamp.com. And again, if you enjoy the show... Write a review. You can find me on Instagram at Eddie Cohn. Share the show with your friends. As always, thank you so much for listening, supporting, and being a part of the Downward Facing Spiritual Spiral Podcast. What a show every night They stole and everyone's lying The left side, the right side We should cross the ocean You'll feel more modesty Looks like a burial ground A burial every night They're outside Where's our freedom? No stars align Where's our freedom? Outside is the west side zone Of your bones
Don't